What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Bad Flipped. Woo! It is episode 21. And, uh... Yes! We are now live on Facebook Live. Episode... Aw, shit. Episode 21. We wanted to just reach out here to, uh, to all of our fans out here on Facebook land. And just say hi to everybody. So hey everybody, I'm Derek. If you guys haven't uh, seen my picture before, I'm over here. You just Aaron, can't see me. Yeah, Aaron's way over there. We don't have a uh, a camera for him. I should really get like a you know my own laptop so we could like dual laptop. Work. I mean, it could work. I'm just saying. Yeah, so well. uh, just real quick before we start this one, we're gonna have two more episodes after this one for the rest of the season. We're gonna have one after the championship series. Maybe one during the World Series, but definitely one after the World Series with the season breakdown and all that stuff. So, everybody, thanks for thanks for all the support, listening to everything we've had to say all season. It's, it's been it's, a weird one. It has been a weird one. It's been fun, though. We appreciate all the support. But, you know, I really want to get our listeners listens up to, you know, more than we've got. Yeah. I mean, we're only... Like, like we're, we joke about, more than five. Yeah, we're, we're, we're getting about like 25 to 30 listens per episode, which is great. But I want to get I want to get some more uh, listeners. Yeah. So just check us out. Yeah, share it us. It takes a little bit. And and like us and and definitely like I said, share us with everybody that that you care about that likes baseball because you know that's what we're here for. So before we really get into this here, Aaron, what did did you get into anything uh, going up to anything this last week besides you know the normal stuff? Just work. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing crazy. Yeah, we've got, I've got, I'm keep looking over here to the right. Just adulting. Because we got MLB Network on over here. And uh, they're kind of going over the breakdowns. And they stole a couple of my players that I'm going to be talking about a little bit later. And I'm a little upset about that. You should be happy. You're kind of on the right track then if they're talking about them. The same players that I'm picking, though, are, it's, it's, a little, it's a little frustrating. So That's okay. Uh, let's get into this, Aaron. We had four series go on this week. We Holy had- shit. Two American League Division Series and two National League Division Series. Which was your favorite series of the week? Um, it ended up being the Rays-Yankees. That was, I mean, the only one that went five. Right. Um, but each game was high stress, I feel like. Um, it, was, it was just, it was a good showing. Like, it was a really good... The pitching matchups were good. Um, the Yankees bats woke up. Dude, you know, they Judge, started to Voight smashed his first ever postseason home run. Judge and Stanton couldn't stop it. Stanton, the ball out of the like park. <laughs> I even though I hate the Yankees, like I kind of feel bad for him. Like there was a meme from uh uh Fresh Prince of Bel Air, like where it's Will Smith standing in the mansion after they move out. Okay. And it's just him. But it's Stanton's face on Will Smith's body. And it's like Stanton over here looking for other Yankees <laughs> to help him produce runs. Yeah. That guy was just a machine. Yeah. And he hit a homer, what was it, in five straight games? Uh, yeah. Yeah, in the hit, postseason. Yeah, but he hit, there was one point he had five home runs in four games. Yeah. And he had three home runs in three consecutive at-bats. Yeah. I mean, the guy was incredible. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're a Yankee fan... You have to like what you saw out of the Yankees this series. And I'll be totally honest. We were texting back and forth with Alex, who was on the show a little bit earlier this 
you know, during couple the season. episodes ago. And and we were texting back and forth with him and and Aaron, you sent out a text that said, "Hey, who wins it tonight?" And I was like, "You know, I I had I predicted right. Yeah, I took the Yankees in game 5. And the reason was because they had Garrett Cole going and I know the, uh, that uh Glasnow was pitching for Tampa. Yeah. But I and Garrett Cole had never pitched on short rest. I just figured that he was going to be too much to overcome and he was great. Garrett Cole was amazing. Oh, he was. And it I mean it was a, like we're watching right now. You know, it it was it was 1-1 until the 8th. Yeah, when Brasso hit the home Yeah, run. like that so yeah, Garrett Cole was amazing, and so was so was Glass. Now, I mean, I I didn't get to watch much of the game because I was working. I didn't get home until like the sixth or seventh inning, so I didn't get to watch much. But yeah, Garrett Cole was great, and Glass now was great. Oh, and then I sent you a picture of the meme. Yeah, that I, saw. I was just gonna say that that <laughs> was like, I'm sure most of you guys who follow like baseball meme pages on Facebook or whatever have seen this too. But it was like, oh, it's Garrett Cole versus Tyler Glass now. Oh, that's so much talent on the field. Imagine if they could be on the same team. And they were yeah. oh, on the wait. Pirates in 2017 yeah. together. It was kind of like the Pirates mini version of the Tigers total fuck up where they couldn't <laughs> produce anything when they had all their pitchers. Yeah. So it was great. It was a great series. Like we said, Mark Brasso, or Mike Brasso, not Mark. Mike yes. Brasso hit the game-winning homer in the eighth inning. And Kevin I've got Cash, the notes. Kevin Cash got interviewed, and he said that was the coolest thing he's ever seen. Oh, yeah. It was amazing. So he... It was a 10-pitch at-bat, too. It wasn't like it was just like he went up there and smacked, you know, hit one. You know, it was a 10-pitch right. at-bat. Oh, yeah. Chapman almost hit him in the face a few Dude. pitches before. Not intentional, I no, don't I, think. I know. But so he comes back, and he just gets a 100-mile-an-hour fastball and just blasts a line drive in a left field that never comes down. It wasn't like a majestic blast. Like, Gardner was going back on it like he had a play, and I wasn't sure it was going to get down or over the fence. And it just kind of kept going. Right. So, yeah, Brasso hits the winning home run. Then they, they bring Castillo out. He pitches two innings and just looks incredible. Castillo owned the Yankees. Dude, he made them look like little leaguers. Yeah. I mean, he was, that was filthy. He was the MVP of that series, I feel like. He was great. He, I, I, I wouldn't say the MVP I mean, of that series. <laughs> the Rays had some good guys. A Rosarena. That woke up. Yeah, they... They did. Like, a Rosarena really showed what he could do. Going into game five. But Castillo dominated. Going into game five, a Rosarena was 12 for 20. I know. But think so think about it this way, though. Where I'm at is you're watching the Yankees obliterate the ball for the most yeah. part. Yeah. They could not hit anything off Castillo, it seemed like. Right. And he like was I just said untouchable. Before, like I said before, going into this series, I picked Tampa to win it, but... I said, if it becomes a home run derby, there's no yeah. way Tampa can catch up. <laughs> and luckily, they held their own. And luckily, they they didn't have to hit all the home runs. Tampa didn't, you know, and they allowed the home runs. They only allowed solos mostly. There yeah. wasn't a whole lot of men on base when they when the Yankees hit their home right. runs. Right. And and Tampa hit the ones that mattered. I think like I would have to look it up, but I think like every home run Stanton hit. Almost every one in the series he hit was a solo shot. I think it was. I, I don't know for sure. I don't have the stats in front of me, but it sounds right. Yeah. So that's what huge. A, what a great series that was, though. Yeah. Uh, we have to, man, I'm, I don't want to keep, stop talking about this series because it was so fun, <laughs> you know, but, but we got to kind of move on a little bit here. Let's talk a little bit about this uh, Oakland and Houston series. Ugh. where Oakland literally had one job, and that was to vanquish, knock out the villains of the league yep. in Houston. And for whatever reason, their stellar pitching did not 
hold at all no. in the postseason series not against a, Houston. Not one bit. They lost in four. Yep. And every single game they scored first, and every single game they blew a lead. Yep. Like it was when they went up in game their, three. Their workhorse ended up getting tired. Yeah. So they go up in game four, three nothing after like the first inning, and I'm like, oh, here we go. Oakland's right. gonna figure it out. You know, they've got good pitcher on the mound. I don't remember who pitched game four. Let me let me let me refresh my memory here. But so they go up in game four. They go up three nothing. And after Granky tried to get smart, oh yeah, Granky show was, the pitch and Loriano yeah, Loriano absolutely hit the destroyed that. Yeah, ball. so Loriano four hundred and fifty feet, and Loriano hits the homer to make it three nothing. And uh, then here comes Houston all the way back, and they take a five three lead. Uh, started that game was Frankie Montas. Yeah. So Loriano comes up again and hits another homer off of Granky. Yeah. And then I sent a text to you guys. I said, oh, look, it's Houston 5 and Ramon Laureano 4. Yeah. <clears throat> but then they just stopped hitting. Yeah. And it was 11 to 4 going to the ninth, Houston. And then the A's put up six or put up two in the ninth. And they had first and third with two outs and Chris Davis up. And I'm they like, they had their chances. Like they left a lot of freaking people on base. Yeah. It was not a great showing from Oakland. I was so disappointed because I wanted them to. To definitely, I thought, I thought this was going to be the series that Olsen would wake up. He had a couple jacks, but yeah, he didn't do much. Other than that, that was that was yeah. it. Like Kana, oh my, or Kana, Mark Kana did nothing, nothing this series. It was it was rough. Like He's, that was that was they had their time in the season, and then they just they shit the bed. Yeah, the A's left twelve runners on base. Yeah, four. And everybody except for Loriano and Grossman left at least one runner on base right. in the game. So it was not a great uh, a great showing again from them. Uh, Montas was not great, but it was good outside of him and Wendelkin. I mean, Minor, Trevino, Soria, Diekman, McFarland all pitched. The only other uh, hitter or the only other pitcher to give up runs was Jake Diekman, and that wasn't until the eighth or the seventh, I mean. Yeah. Because Houston didn't hit in the ninth. So. Right. But here's what Houston did. They put up five in the fourth. And then two more each in the fifth, sixth, and seventh innings. And you're not going to yeah. win when you allow like nope. runs like that. So it was just, it was so disappointing. So now everybody's bandwagon y status goes from Oakland to the East Coast to Tampa yeah. Bay. Everybody's on the Rays right now. Yep. And it's the Astros are definitely flexing their muscles with the, the, the bad boys of baseball. Like, yeah. They're, it seems to be where they really shine. And I'm not but. saying anything like, we don't already know. Like Houston, in my opinion, Houston flat out outplayed Oakland in that series. It wasn't. It wasn't particularly. I feel like close. Oakland kind of outplayed themselves at times. Yeah, they they, they were pitching, just trying to do too much. Their pitching really let them down. Like they were okay with the bats, but their pit. Well, not really, because in game two and game three, no, game one and game two, because game three was when they won. Yeah, game one and game two, Oakland in game one didn't have a hit after the fourth inning for the right. whole game. And in game two, didn't have a hit from the fifth inning. They didn't have a hit in the sixth, seventh, or eighth. And they had a single in the ninth that was erased by a double play. Right. So they didn't hit at all in game one or game two. They came alive in one game three, nine to seven. But even that one was a nail biter. It ended up being they tried. Like They went way up and then the pitching let them come right back. Like Yeah, they tried to lose game three. Geez. Like they really did. And uh, they managed to hang on to win that one. And again, like we said, they lost game four, 11 to six. So that's just, uh, that's too bad for them uh let's see is there anything else 
on this American League side that you wanted to talk about before we move on? Um, yeah, I'm at the point where Oakland needs to spend the money on a pitcher. Yeah. I'm, well, like the Moneyball thing works to an extent. Yeah. But you're not going to get over the hump in this day and age. So obviously the big name, the big fish on the market is Trevor Bauer. But if they don't, if they can't get He's Trevor somewhere Bauer, else in California, who else, who else do you think they could go after? I don't, I don't have I don't, the list of the free agents in front of me, but who, who's is a good name that they could, you think they could go get? I'll see if I can find some and, and give you some. Names I, here. Yeah. I don't off the top of my head. I don't know. I think they should, they should definitely make a push for Bauer. Right. I think they could, they could probably get him. As but long as they I mean, stay. they're, it's hard. Like they're gonna, they're gonna have to put up some money for a year. And I don't, I don't know if they're willing to do that. Um, short of Bauer, like you were saying, I don't, Marcus Drummond's a free agent. Yeah, but he hasn't done. Well, here's a guy that, to me. Here's a guy that they got to bring back for sure. Liam Hendricks is a free agent, mm-hmm. and they can't let him walk. Like Trinan is a free agent. I'd bring him back if I'm Oakland after seeing what he did in LA this year. Yeah, he had and a well, His last year in Oakland was rough. Yeah, but, but you. Uh, no, I, I I'm with you. I'm not disagreeing. I'm they got to bring him back. I would have to say. Tanaka's a free agent. He could be an interesting pickup if they want to go that way. Taiwan Walker kind of had yeah. a little resurgence in the last half of the season with Tampa. I mean, there's pitchers out there. Robbie Ray's a free Tanaka agent. Tanaka could be a good pickup. So, I mean, Jose Quintana's a free agent. There's a yeah. lot of good free agent pitchers out there that if they wanted to spend some money, they could go get, and they could immediately make their team better. But here's another free and agent. They're, but they're almost to the point where, you know, they – they may not need like a first of all they're not going to get James Paxton he's a free agent yeah team. i mean they're not going to get anybody nuts like you know a, a cole style pitcher or anything like that yeah bauer would be the closest one i still think he's going to sign somewhere else which we'll talk about later <laughs> but uh i mean dude like, <laughs> just get a decent dependable pitcher yeah that your guys can feed off of and i think that'll that'll put you over the hill here's another potential two potential free agents that i think at least one of them they need to keep their their trade pickup of dj or not dj he is a free agent too dj let me he's a free agent but tommy lastell is a free agent yeah and so is marcus Simeon. that's their middle infield right now yep i mean they need to sign at least one of those guys I feel like they need, the they need to bring Semyon back. They need to bring Semyon back. Again, with the bat, he wasn't the hottest hitter, but... You could probably get... It's I a stretch, but you could probably sign, uh, like, Lamb, and he could cover second, but it, it won't be as much. Like, he's yeah. normally... I feel like normally he should live at first base. Yeah, or third. But he can, he's, like, not gonna spell, like, he's not going to spell... Olsen or Chapman, like either one of those guys, he's not going to. No, I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like they could get him to cover second. Yeah. If you can play third, like, you know, you can, you can cover it and make it happen, but it, you know, to, to what avail. I mean, I think if they, if they want to keep Simeon, they could go out and get a DJ LeMayhew to play for probably two or three years for a decent amount of money. I mean, you know, not too expensive. LeMayhew played 
out of his mind. All he does is hit. Yeah. Like, it seemed like every time he came to the plate. And he's the biggest second baseman ever, so ground coverage is not an issue. Yeah. I mean, I would love to see DJ LeMahieu come play for Oakland. That, I mean, that would be a huge pickup. But to me, like, yeah, that's that's definitely something that they they need to to figure out. But I feel like they're pitching, like, their bullpen's not their issue. But if they get some relief off of their bullpen right. from the starters, that bullpen will be like the Royals yeah, for the whole year. And it should have been that way against Houston, but right. for whatever reason, they just couldn't, they just couldn't pitch. They right. couldn't get out of the innings. They No, and, you know, hate to say it, but hats off to Houston. Like, they're, they're tearing the cover off the ball right now. Yeah. After a, a very subpar regular season. Yeah, you know, they were kind of littered with injuries and stuff, but they don't really have too many free agents coming off the books in Houston this year. I mean, you got George Springer coming off the books like we talked about before. Yeah. But aside from that, I mean, they don't really have a whole lot. Maybe they just reinvigorated their buzzer system. Yeah. So that's what's helping. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think they had <laughs> – like even in this season, I'll bet you they had a lot more people just watching them in general because they wanted oh, to make um, sure yeah. that nothing fishy was happening. Yeah. And like I said before, it just seemed like Oakland got outplayed – they yeah. they just didn't make the big pitches and they couldn't get the hits when they yeah when they they, they I really I I really think they were just trying to do too much yeah so all right well with that I want to we've been live for almost twenty minutes now already Woo! so I want to say goodbye to our uh, people that have been popping in and out of our live yeah just feed tune here. in yeah so definitely you'll hear this again if you listen to the Facebook live but we'll we'll have this posted uh, on the episode I'm gonna post it later tonight and. Uh, it should be. It'll be live tonight, so I'll share some links tomorrow. Uh, the American League Championship Series starts tomorrow. I think the first pitch is at four thirty-seven. Yep, our time, local yep. time, seven thirty-seven Eastern. Yep. And uh, again, it'll be Tampa Bay against Houston, and they'll be playing in San Diego. So yeah. definitely check that out. I think that's on Fox. Is that on Fox or is that TBS? On TBS? It's on TBS. Yep. So that'll be good to watch. Fox is National League. That's right. Yeah. So. All right, everybody on Facebook Live, I'm going to sign off of here. So thanks for listening, and you'll hear the rest of the podcast in a little bit. Okay. So that was kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. So our Facebook Live, that was kind of cool. I mean, we had a... Something we need to talk about is maybe just, you know, like vlogging these, posting them up on YouTube. I would definitely like to do that once we get a two-camera setup. I would love to live stream our podcast. Yeah. That would be kind of cool. Although it wouldn't be very entertaining, I don't think, because like half the time we're over here looking up stuff on our phone. Oh, God, give me a second. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, we pause and stuff occasionally. Watch me drink beer. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, let's see. Okay, so let's shift gears, go to the National League side here. Yep. Braves and Marlins, we'll talk about them first, because that was an absolute beatdown. That was a bludgeoning. That wasn't even a, that was not close at all. I mean, it, it gave the Braves... The opportunity to flex their muscle. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, the Braves made, like, I know I just said this, but the Braves made the Marlins look like they had no idea how to play the game of baseball. Yeah. I mean, they they were so overpowering in that series that Miami, here's the thing, is, like, they've they've had four shutouts in five games. Yeah. And and the Braves, uh, game one, game one for the Braves was nine to five. Game two was two nothing, so that was a little bit closer. Game yeah. three was seven nothing. I mean, it wasn't so, even that close. And here was my thing: like the Braves, especially going into the wild card round, or not the Braves, the Marlins were red hot. Like 
Oh yeah. They were having a really good end of the year. And I think they just kind of, kind of blew their wad against the Cubs. Yeah. Um, but they have the, a bright, bright I mean, future, the, the, they do, you know, I, I mean, there's, I feel like a lot of people can get on the same page. Like nobody expected the Marlins to get. Where Absolutely not. I year. thought they were a last place. Yeah, team. I, I thought they were a joke. Like we, we made jokes about it, that they were even, that they had a good record deep into the season. Like, you know, and I mean, good, like over 500. Yeah. But their offense was good. I feel like hit, picking up Jesus Aguilar for them was huge. It was huge. That was, he was and just he was not great. like he carried the team, but I feel like just that presence in the clubhouse. Yeah. The veteran side of was him. Awesome. Having, having been there, done that yeah. with Milwaukee. Yeah. That was huge. And, you know, uh, good for, um, uh, Jesus Christ, why am I blanking on the manager's what? name? Oh, of the Marlins? Yeah. It's uh, Mattingly. Yes, Jesus. Uh, no, <laughs> hat, hats off to him. Like, it, It's nuts to me, though, how he's been there. First of all, he's been there longer than I already remember. He's been there like... 2013? Yeah, he's been there... 2014? No, uh, no 2015, I think. Yeah, it's been year. five years. And he's yeah. already the winning most manager in Marlins history. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's not hard to do. I guess they've been around since 97, so... I mean, it's But they haven't years. had... 22 years. ...any massive seasons. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I think with a couple of right moves, they could they can have a bright future for a long time. Yeah, I mean, they have Sixto Sanchez, who we've talked about before. Dude is incredible. Yeah. Yep. Their other pitcher that they have that's super, uh, super interesting um, is... I'm trying to find his name here. Uh, but that's you know to credit to you having to look it up. Like, yeah, the I only can't. guy we know off the top of our head, Pablo Lopez. And I feel good. like a lot of a lot of people, like even the guys that do this for a living, podcasts and media and everything. Like, right. there's a lot of research that has to go yeah. into a team like the Marlins and all of that, especially when they do something like they did this year. Yeah, his name was uh, oh, that's Sixto Sanchez. He must have pitched game one. Let me see how this game. Yeah, played. he did. The other picture that I'm trying to think of um, is, oh my goodness, I, I'm having a... We'll get there, I promise. See, this is why the live streaming thing wouldn't work all the time, because I'm trying to figure this out on the fly. Uh, Sandy Alcantara, that's yes. his name. And, and yeah, he is, he's good. He wasn't so good in game one. Five runs, six innings pitched. He had eight strikeouts, though, which is pretty good. And the bullpen obviously uh, didn't didn't hold up their end of the deal. The bullpen allowed four runs after he came out of the game. Yeah. So... But, yeah, the Braves and the Marlins, that series was – I thought it was going to be more interesting. I think you thought it was going to be more interesting. Definitely not, I, yeah. Yeah. But the Braves just, just just shut them down, and it, was, it wasn't even close. So another, another friend of mine that I want to have on here is a huge Braves fan. And, uh, Harris, when you listen to this, uh, dude, like the, the, Bra- <laughs> the Braves look insane. Yeah. I thought – I thought the Dodgers and the Padres were so far above everybody else in the National League coming into the postseason. And then the Braves, like, I, so the stat I shared with you. Yeah, we'll cover that later. Okay. I'm not, I, so I won't go over it, but the, the pitching for the Braves, which was 
quote unquote their weak spot. Yeah, it was just it without, was average pitching. Yeah, especially without Soroka. Right, he's their guy. But you know, average pitching. It was their offense that I thought was going to overpower the Marlins. Nope. This postseason, <laughs> that's like yes, but they're getting fucking shut down by Braves yeah. pitching. So in their big three pitchers right now for the Braves are Mike Wright. Yeah. No, is it Kyle Wright? No. I, think it's Kyle. I don't remember. God damn it. <laughs> we'll get there eventually. Yeah, I've got it pulled up right here. I'm, I'm loading. It is. Oh, my goodness. It doesn't have his first initial. I'll we'll get there. It's okay. It is Kyle Wright. I was right. Yeah. Kyle Wright. Look at you. Who's been amazing. Like, he's stepped right into that ace role in game yeah. three. When the Braves won seven nothing, he went six innings pitched, seven strikeouts, two walks, no runs. Obviously, because it was a shutout. Yep. But he's been good all postseason. They've also had Ian Anderson, who has been just unreal. Right. And he's he was a total unknown coming into the season. Like he projected to be like a long man, maybe a number four, number five starter, and he's just been incredible. In game two, he pitched, and he was. Let's see. I've got it pulled up here. He went. Five and two-thirds, three hits, eight strikeouts. Mm-hmm. No run, obviously, because that was also shut out. But, I mean, they're getting starting pitching from guys that, that you wouldn't think would be the starting pitching, that, that you know, especially that, that they you, have. Those are the guys that come out and you fully anticipate them giving up a few runs. Yeah. You know, those are the guys that will come out and give you four, five or six innings and, and just keep you in the chance to win. The yeah. Game. You know, give you a chance to win. Now the you game. just need your juggernaut offense to lift you up. Like, the the weakest pitcher of that series is probably their official number two in Max Freed. And he went four innings and gave up four runs in, in game one. But the Braves right. were able to back but him up and gave right. him nine runs of support. And it's not just Freeman and Acuna. Like it, it's they're they're good. They're they, playing good. And their bullpen does every single player. Yeah. And their bullpen doesn't get the credit it deserves either. Right. Their bullpen's very, very good. Especially because, I mean, and I'm halfway biased because I like these guys play for San Francisco. Yeah. Like Mark Melanson, who was amazing everywhere he went, came to San Francisco, was kind of meh, and then goes to right. Atlanta on a trade and is lighting the world on fire again. Like he's, I mean, good for deserves him. To like, be in, deserves to be in the, the talk again with, with Britton and yeah. Chapman yeah. and those guys. And then they also have Will Smith, who was another closer. So they really have two right. closers that can pitch anywhere in that. Yeah. They can just kind of. Almost platoon them like they, yeah, it's they just whatever. Oh, Melanson's a right-handed closer. Okay, you got mostly righties coming up. All right, and then Max or Will Smith coming up. You got some lefties on the coming to the dish. All right, I'll go yeah. throw a left-handed. Yeah, it's it's nuts. And like all of the stats that we're seeing aren't just bullpen and aren't just starting pitching. Like it's pitching as a whole on the team yeah. is super good. And I, they're they're one thousand percent going to have their work cut out for them. Yeah, it's good. Like these Dodger, these Dodger bats that they're going to be facing, yeah, are getting hot. They definitely are, and it's we'll get we'll cover the Dodgers here in just a second because I'm about to move on yeah. to them. But it's not like okay, like okay. For example, my 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 good example is like the 2011 Cardinals when they were just running the gauntlet through that right. through that postseason. You don't just have to shut one or two guys down, right. and the lineup goes cold. Like I feel like with that Cardinal team, like if you took and it kind of showed a little bit, but not really because the Cardinals ended up winning that series. But if they, they basically took Pujols out of the lineup. There right. was one game where Pujols was on fire, and they won that game like 16 to 
one or sixteen to two. I think who it was, was like game five. Who was the other guy um, that they? Well, had? It was David Freeze was the one who was no, but it they up. had um, the other guy that went to the Red Sox right after that was out of his mind. I remember. Oh him. my god, he was uh, first baseman um, for the Cardinals. Yeah, Allen. Allen Craig. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, so he was hot. And then but he was red hot because everybody else they were just shutting down. Yeah. So it was yeah, it was it was Alan Craig. I'm trying to think cuz I watched that series like over the offseason. It was in that se- series in the World Series it was Alan Craig, it was David Freeze who was the greatest player in that postseason yeah. to get to begin with. Um Rafael Fercal was okay, but I mean they had just contributions from guys that were not named Albert Pujols. Right. You can't do that with this Dodger team. You can't just take Cody Bellinger out of the lineup because you got Justin Turner. You've got right. Chris uh, Taylor. Taylor. Yeah. Like you got you've Bellinger. Got Max you Muncy. got Seeger. You got Muncie. Like, you can't just take one bat out of the lineup. And, and these are guys, you know, kind of kind of rolling into the Dodgers. like As relative unknowns before they got yeah, there. Yeah, but they're, they're all... They're all low averages going into, yeah, like from the start of the postseason to the start of the division series. Like they were hitting terrible, right? And they I mean, still made saying, it through. You were saying that uh, Seager's hitting like 090. Seager was hitting 090 going into the, uh, I think it was game two against the Padres. Like they put it up, and I was like, no fucking way. Like he was one for 11. Yeah. Good. God, yeah, and he and then he but and then he hit end, like he was a lot of the production for them. Yeah, so but then the, like Muncie started getting hot. Bellinger, I mean, if you watched literally any highlights, you saw what Bellinger was doing. Oh yeah, that but, robbed Homer <laughs> against Tatis. Oh my God, yeah, I can't believe. So we'll kind of talk about that now. I still can't believe that series was a sweep. Dude, I mean, that was so we talked about the most interesting series. That was game three was a snooze. So I feel like that was an interesting series just in the first two games. Yeah. But it was definitely a letdown like that series should have gone five games. So this I, series, I feel like I know. Yeah. So you just said it didn't. It should have gone five games. I agree with you. It should have gone five games. Uh, but not having Clevenger, yeah. After you know he threw one inning uh, in game one, and that's was rough. Just he couldn't he couldn't go. They, they ended up taking him off of the roster and putting him on the injured yeah. list. So if Padres somehow would have come back and won that series, he couldn't have pitched in this championship series. Right. But not having Clevenger, not having Lamette. If like that, if they had those two guys, that it it definitely could have been a much different series. Oh yeah. So my biggest con- complaint with this series is it, it was definitely reminded me of last year's Braves and Cardinals series, even though that okay. one did go five. Yeah. Now, what what bums me out about it was because all four of those first games were super competitive, just mm-hmm. like these two games were. And then game three in this one, it ended up 12 to three. The Dodgers were leading six to two after three innings, and it was over at that point. Um, but the Cardinals ended up putting 10 runs against the Braves in the first. And it was like, well, this game's over. Like yeah. it didn't even make any, didn't matter. Like what the right. Braves did in that game. And you know me, like I've been on this Braves hype train since like 2016. Like I've loved this Braves team, like what they've been putting together since 2016. Yeah. Once they started putting guys around Freeman. Yeah. That team really started waking up. And I thought last year they had a shot at it. They were actually yeah. like, 
my world. They weren't my pick to win the World Series last year, but they were my pick to go to the World Series last year. Yeah, and I felt like they were a year early, and this year it kind of feels right. It feels like these guys. I know we're talking, kind of shifting back to the yeah. Braves a little bit, but it feels like to me they're they're just about there. Like this is it's like this next two or three years, and then we'll see what happens. But I feel right. like this is the Braves' window as long as they can kind of navigate the Dodgers. And like the next the three best teams <laughs> in the National League are Braves, Dodgers, Padres. Like to me, yeah. that's it. Like <laughs> and it like like I was just saying to you before the podcast, like I I definitely the the Dodgers have dominated the NL West. For the yeah. last 10 years. Yeah. Now the Padres are next year. Fucking look out. They, they're they definitely in a spot to to do make a lot of noise. They're one guy away. And who's that guy, Aaron? Trevor Bauer. <laughs> I, I think the Padres have to push for Trevor Bauer. You're talking about one-year deals, and you want to land with guys that are going to fucking win? The yeah. Padres are there. Could you imagine if I'm if I'm a player in baseball right now, I want to play with Tatis, Tatis, Hosmer, Myers, Clevenger, Lamette, like, and Lamette's young, and Profar was good. Yeah, Profar was surprisingly like, good. That is the team that, like, all of these guys. There's so much energy that goes through, like, it's just coursing through their veins. Here's here's my hypothetical here. If they can sign, I know that their their season's over, and I it's kind of a bummer. Sorry, Sean, one of the guys I work with, he's a huge <laughs> Padre fan. Uh, we we talk all the time, but here's my hypothetical: Let's say they bring in Trevor Bauer on a one year deal, which is what he says he's only going to sign. We've talked about right. it before. They definitely need an upgrade at catcher. Do we already float the idea of Romuto to San Diego? No. How about that? I mean. <laughs> I mean, just they got they have the attraction like, yeah, they've got two a, free agents. First good of all, team, despite the fact it's California and California fucking sucks. It's San Diego. San Diego's fucking gorgeous. Yeah, I mean, I, but I think they could easily become like, if not like the second best, they, they could become even possibly the top team in California. Right. If they pick up those two guys. Right. I mean, I'm just thinking about the possibilities right now. And they they look scary. They if they're going to be. If they can put those two guys in the uniform next year. And that that's a lot of money for a year. But yeah, I if you Trevor think about it, I, like, I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Hosmer's like their highest paid player right now. Machado. Oh, that's right. So you have Hosmer's Machado, like two. then Hosmer. Myers has a Myers. Eh, deal. Like, but he's a huge key factor that's making, in the grand scheme of things, Kind of chump change for what he does. And it was funny because if you look at like what he did the last couple of years since he came over from Tampa, like, yeah, eh, he's overpaid. Like he's not. And then this year he was like, I figured it out, boys. Yeah. <laughs> and that that's what they needed. But again, they, like they have so much. such they have such a bright future. Like, you know, they they get an experienced catcher and they get one more lockdown arm. Yeah. And even if Bauer doesn't have a year like he had this year. Like, yeah. Dude, and here's, dude. In San Diego, again, I mean, I feel like most times, unless you have a guy named Chapman in your bullpen, your bullpen's going to get overlooked. Kirby Yates is probably the best closer. Okay, first of all, don't get me started with Chapman. 
You know how I feel about him. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, Kirby, like, if you don't have that name in your bullpen, yeah. nobody pays attention to you. Right. Right? So, like I said, like, Kirby Yates is probably the best closer in the game. I mean, the, he didn't pitch this year because he was hurt. He pitched a little bit, not much. But he, you know, he he might not throw 101, 102. He throws hard, and he's filthy. And they ended up having, you know, a decent, uh, a little bit decent run there with, who did they have? The former Giants guy. Pierce Johnson was yeah. his name. He, yeah. he did pretty good. He was throwing 97, 98. Yeah, and Doc yeah you text me like, where the fuck was this guy? Yeah, in 2018 yeah. when he pitched for the Giants. Like, come on. So, but yeah, I mean, they their bullpen's good. They could have great starting pitching. Right. And it's already a really good rotation. Right. Uh, I mean, um, what was what was Davies? Uh, Zach Davies was great. Yeah. Kind of a budget guy that I didn't expect much out of, and he was good. So the Padres and definitely pa- have a lot to look forward Paddock to. Paddock had an underwhelming year. Yeah. But but think of that. So. That's your that's four that's five guys right there. Davies, Paddock, Lamette, Clevenger, and Bauer. Dude, that that is the lineup. If you make that happen. Yeah, I would Fool, man, I might not miss a You're talking about the Mets lineup that never did anything. Like, yeah, the Mets pitching staff or the Tigers pitching staff. Yeah. Either one of them the, didn't do anything. Yeah. I mean, the Tigers made it to the World Series, but they got swept. I yeah. Mean. All right. Any, let's get back to the Braves and the Dodgers. Yeah. So, Braves and Dodgers here. This series looks super interesting again on paper. Game one's probably going to be Clayton Kershaw against Max Freed. Um, yeah. I don't. They I haven't announced. Atlanta hasn't announced game one. It's got to be Max Freed. I don't but, see how it's not Max Freed. I'm, I'm with you. But uh, also, he hasn't pitched uh, since also, Wednesday. Also, hang on. A point that I made at, uh, that I was talking to uh, my wife about the other night. When oh, it's Bueller. Bueller started. Yes. And he's that is their one. guy now. Like okay. Kershaw's still Clayton Kershaw. Then Kershaw's gonna be game two. Bueller is their opening day, their game one. Like that is that's their workhorse now. Yeah. And Kershaw's got the flash. And I also I also he's got think the veteran pedigree. He does. And I think, you know, I I've always argued with there's no way you can say that Kershaw is the best pitcher ever because for a while he had that argument. And my argument back was there's not a chance because he's awful in the postseason. The old terrible. Here, and like not to bring a football comparison, but it's the old Peyton Manning, Tom Brady comparison. Right. The greatest pitcher. Yeah, in you can't say season. Peyton Manning's the best football player ever if he's terrible. Yeah. In the playoffs. Right. He was probably the. The, he's probably you might like give me a funny look for this, but he was probably the greatest regular season quarterback of all time. No, I, I'm with you. So but I feel like Clayton he Kershaw is severely could be, subpar in the playoffs. And yeah, it's the same thing with Kershaw. Yeah. Kershaw could be the greatest regular season pitcher of all time. Yeah, but I mean, this postseason he's done good. He's been real good. He's got good stuff. Like, so I'm interested to see how that works out. But yeah. uh, am I uh, am I free to talk about my? Other pitching stat? Um, yeah, give it to me. Okay. I have that written down. Not I- talking about the Dodgers. Talking about the team on the other side. Yes, The Atlanta. Braves. They're not starting pitching, not bullpen. Overall pitching. Now keep in mind, hold on, before you get there. Now keep in mind, we said before, four shutouts in five games. 48 innings, 59 strikeouts, .94 ERA. Mm-hmm. The Dodgers have their fucking work cut out for them. Yeah. 
But even with that said, you still have Atlanta winning that series. I mean, not Atlanta. L.A. winning that series. I do. You have L.A. winning that series. I do. Like, it's, <laughs> it's something I was thinking about the other day. I always am quick to judge sports analysts and broadcasters and everything because they seem super wishy-washy. Yeah. I'm really starting to fucking understand that. <laughs> like, the Braves are doing it right now, and they're, they're doing it good. I'm sorry, though. The Dodgers know what they're doing right now. Yeah. The Braves are in uncharted waters now. The championship series is still way different than the division series, I Absolutely. feel like. I, I totally get that. Like, they're, they're in it. This is it. Like, this is their they're, – they're trying to punch their card to the series. And like you said before, this seems like it has to be the year that they do something. Because oh, the, bring, Do- the Dodgers, like, right now, it's do or die. You bring in Mookie Betts on yeah. this mega deal – or not on this – you re-sign Mookie Betts to this mega deal after you trade for right. him. And, like, this I feel is like – Yeah, they brought in Mookie Betts for this reason. They're like, we need to get over the hump. We need – And I the, don't care. We need the star player. We yeah. need a guy that's a former MVP that's – that's he's a reigning MVP. No, he didn't win the MVP in night. Two years ago, 18. Yeah. So he's a former MVP. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. He's won a World Series. Yeah. He, he, we need this guy to push us over the edge. Yeah. And even in a season like this, you're high if you're telling me that this wouldn't mean the world to a team like the Dodgers. Like, yeah. It's, it's so... Like, like we've talked about, like this, this year has had so many challenges in itself. That yeah. if they can overcome this and still take it away, that's huge. Yeah. Plus, it's a huge weight off their shoulders. Absolutely. Then who knows what they do over the next three to five years. Like, I still feel like they're set up really good. Well, and everybody says this, too. It's like, you can go out and spend all this money on one player. But if you never... So, like, for example, a Mookie Betts or an Alex Rodriguez right. or, or a Giancarlo Stanton. Yeah. You know, you can spend these on Manny Machado, right? You can spend these mega deals kind of money. Right. If you win one World Series with that player after making that deal, it's considered a success. It's paid for. For the most part. If like you that, pay, I don't care what the contract amount is. The contract is paid for. Yeah. If you pay these guys all this money and you never win a World Series with them, you have it's failed. a failure. Yeah. Right? And that's, that's kind of what they were talking about. I was listening to the Braves game the other day. And they were talking about that exact thing with the Marlins and JT Romuto. They're like, the Marlins traded Romuto. The Phillies had him for two years. They didn't win anything. They gave up Sixto Sanchez, who was supposed to be the right. ace of the future. The Phillies did. Well, fun fact, now he's kicking ass with the Marlins. And the Phillies won absolutely nothing. Yeah. All they for have is Harper to show for it. But now if they lose Real Muto, what, like, who are they going to put around him? Yeah, I mean they they have Hazley and they have no, know, Kingery and they still, have still like, they still have guys. You but you can't say that you know a player like that's a, not a big loss. Oh no, it's huge. And like I said before, like the Phillies trade of J, of Sixto Sanchez for JT Romuto will ultimately be regarded as a failure because they did not win when they had him. Right. And that's kind of where unless I'm at they, with this. Unless they sign him to some. You re-sign him, but yeah. he's like I said, he's like 32. Right. So you can't sign him for a long time, or you can, but you probably won't get that. For a Keep long in time. mind, he's he's still a catcher. 
Yeah. I mean, <laughs> unless you're Yadier Molina or Salvador Perez, right? You don't catch much after you know after your 30s. Buster Posey's still catching. We'll see how long that lasts. Right. But but yeah, I mean, you just you don't get you don't get the you don't win the trades if you don't win the World Series with the player you traded for. So and that's kind of where I'm at here. Going circling back to the Dodgers is yes, they traded for Mookie Betts and then signed him to this mega deal. But if the Dodgers don't win now or in the next couple of years, it's going to be like, well, yeah, now he's this overpaid player that never won anything. Even even to me, it's still just right now. Yeah. Like you've been in two of the last three World Series. Yep. Now you have the guy. Here's my interesting Dodgers stat. And I'm sure you've heard this. I think I told you this. And I'm sure everybody else has caught on to this at some point. The last four years, the team that has beaten the Dodgers at any point in the postseason has won the World Series. Cubs in 2016, they went on to win the World Series. Obviously, in 17 and 18, Houston and Boston won the World Series both times against L.A. And uh, last year, the Nationals knocked out the Dodgers and ended up winning the World Series against Houston. Yep. So if the Braves beat the Dodgers in this series, which I have happening in seven games, by the way, because I think this series is going to be great. Yeah. Atlanta's going to be a pretty good shot to win the World Series. I, I mean, if you follow the trends. I'm pretty sure we don't agree on either of these series. <laughs> so that's my, that's my pick. This Dodgers and Braves series, I'm taking Atlanta in seven. And it's purely just because my heart says so. Like, and I'm not wanting to pick the Dodgers for anything. Well, my heart picked the A's, and it was fucking wrong. Yeah. Well, Hell they should have won that series. They just didn't do it. Well. So I've got dude, Atlanta in like, seven. Aaron, what do you have here? I got Dodgers in seven. Dodgers in seven. But I got both of these series going seven. Okay. Keep this in mind, too. Both series go seven. That's seven days in a row. Yes. Of championship series baseball. And five of those seven days are two games each. Yes. And no off days. It's going to tax the bullpens. Uh, So who I've got an X factor for each team here. My X factor for Atlanta is definitely going to be Ronald Acuna. And here's why Acuna is our leadoff guy. He sets the table. Uh, he hit more home runs from the leadoff spot this year than anybody. Right. And there, I, I want to say like, there was some crazy stat, like he did something as a leadoff hitter or hit more. I think it was three postseason games in a row. He hit a leadoff home run or something like that. I can't remember. It was something that nobody else had done before. Yeah. I can't remember. I heard it on the radio or something when they were broadcasting and I didn't write it down, but Acuna is my X factor for Atlanta. You have an X factor over there for Atlanta on that side. If Atlanta is going to win this series, who do they need to depend on? I'm going to go with a guy that I feel like nobody's talked about this year. Is that Dansby Swanson? No. Okay. Who's it? They need more production out of Albies. Okay. Yeah, he he wasn't so great he's with the been, this year. Yeah, he's been super under the radar. Or, re- I mean, really either one. Like, they need they need someone else. Freeman, you know, is a workhorse. Yeah. Acuna is going to give you the flash. You need someone else, like, to really bring that lineup around. Like, Swanson and Albies are hitting lower in the lineup. Right. So you need to make sure that they're getting production out of the bottom of the lineup. 
So here's uh, Ozzy Albies this year in the regular season hit 271, had six homers and 19 RBIs, an OPS of 773, which isn't bad. No. But he didn't finish the season great, I don't think. Well, actually, that's I, I'm actually totally wrong on that. He finished the season hitting 322, only struck out 14 times in the last 15 games, and had four home runs and 11 RBIs. So he finished the season strong. But he, yeah, he doesn't get talked about like Acuna does. He doesn't get talked about even like Dansby Swanson does. Yeah. And, you know, it's just one of those deals where, where, yeah, if Atlanta's going to win this series, they need, they need somebody other than Freddie Freeman and their pitching staff to carry him. Right. So that was, that was pretty, that was good there. Um, and then who is your, your Dodgers pick here? Who's your X factor for the Dodgers? Bruce Dar Gratterall. All right. To me, that's their new closer. Yeah. They cannot depend on Jansen right now. Jansen was terrible. They can't. In, like, we, I don't know three. what's going on with him. I hope he's okay. Yeah. Game three. But he is rough right now. They pulled him but with two Gratterall outs. is nuts. Yeah, they pulled Jansen with two outs and two runners on in game three. And the Padres had Hosmer coming up to the plate against yeah. Joe Kelly. And yeah. I'm like, oh, ooh, I don't know if you want to do right. that. But so, like, <clears throat> they were talking about after uh, Bellinger had his crazy catch that robbed Tatis, they were yeah. talking about how Gratterall lost his mind, mm-hmm. something we haven't really seen before. Like, the pitcher didn't make a crazy play. Yeah. He hung a ball that got hit really good, and the defense made a good play, and he lost his mind. Like, he celebrated. Yeah, he threw his glove you and his hat. You can't be upset on the other side. If you're going to have Tatis and Machado and these other guys flipping their bats and walking to first base or throwing their bats at the dugout, if you're Machado, like, yeah, you can't turn around and get mad because Gratterall's freaking out because his teammate just made potentially the play of the postseason. Yeah. You can't do that. So Machado was the one who was really vocal about yeah. it. And, and uh, that was why that game kind of got scrappy. Yeah. And, and who knows? I mean, if that ball goes over the fence, it gives the Padres the lead late. And who knows? They may have they may have won that game. Right. And and yeah, I mean that that game three was wild. Yeah. Um. So you've got Bruce Dar Gratterall. My X factor for them, we've already kind of touched on it, was Clayton Kershaw. For me, this postseason because he's kind of getting up there a little bit in age. I know it's weird to say that because I'm 32. Just turned 32. He's like 33, 34. Yeah. But it just feels like we just said about the Dodgers in general, it feels like this is kind of make or break for Clayton Kershaw. Like he needs to figure it out in the postseason, and he doesn't have the Cardinals to worry about this time. Right. So maybe, I mean, he was really good against San Diego in the game he pitched. And it's, if, if Clayton Kershaw can win his start and they go up 2-0, I don't know if San Diego can come back or San Diego, I don't know if Atlanta can come back. Right. And, and, uh, you know, make that they got to win one of those two games. I don't even know if Dustin May is on this postseason roster or not. He is, so then he's probably pitching game three. I would imagine because it's unless Mueller. he's yeah, I, unless he's just gonna do the opening role again or come out of the bullpen again. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't see him coming out of the bullpen. There's no way, especially earlier. Yeah, not in this series though. I, I'm with you. So. Uh, all right, so there we go. So I've got Atlanta in seven. You've got the Dodgers in seven. Let's shift to the other side also, here. Also, by the way, I'm kicking your ass in these predictions. Yeah, I'm. I'm still hitting 500 overall. I'm hitting 750. I'm still. I'm just saying. 
Five hundred is not too bad. Oh, six for eight. First round. Three for four. Yeah. That's Which one did you round. miss in the three for four? Oh, the Oakland. Oakland. Yeah. yeah. I missed Oakland and I missed uh I missed the uh, the Dodgers series. Yeah. All right. So let's shift and go to the American League. I have all of these handy dandy stats right here that I wrote down again or typed in. I don't have a pencil. But uh Houston versus Tampa Bay. This is a rematch of last year's division series. Tampa Bay won, or sorry, Tampa Bay lost in five. Um, they lost the first two last year, won the second two, and then lost game five, six to one. And uh, it's just, I won. I was on Tampa's bandwagon last year. I mean, obviously we've talked about it before, but I went to the yeah. wild card game against Oakland. Tampa looked unstoppable. And I mean, the Astros, to me, had kind of, before we knew any of this happened last offseason, I was kind of over the Astros because right. they were, you know, they were still running their mouth or whatever last year at this yeah. point. And they just had a that salty taste in your mouth because of just how cocky they were against, you know, against the Yankees in general, you know, in 2017. And I was, I was hoping they would win. Again, they didn't. Uh, Tampa Bay, this is the first time since 2008 that they've been in the championship series in which they won and went to the World Series and lost. I still like Tampa Bay a lot. Um, I know that Houston basically just went in and and dispatched the Oakland A's without much problem. Yeah. I've got Tampa Bay in five. Wow. Yeah, I'm taking a risk here. I've got Tampa Bay in five. (laughs) We are flipped opposite. Oh, you've got Houston again? I, I got Houston in seven. Ooh. I, again, like, you're in a different... You're in a, a different series now. This is... You know, this is the step before the World Series. This, this is it. And the Astros... You don't, you don't go in against a team like Oakland and make them look like a fucking high school baseball team. Yeah. And then shit the bed against their bullpen. Know. Houston's bullpen was real good. They've got, they've got great starting pitching from from Valdez yeah. and from Zach Granke. Um, in, and they don't have Verlander, which still kind of scares me a little bit. It, it does, but I'm not saying they're going to win the pennant. Yeah. But, uh, because I'm I'm officially on the Dodgers bandwagon. I got my hat on tonight. But uh, I don't the Rays in essence kind of got the shit kicked out of them against the Yankees. Yeah. That was a rough series. The Astros are rested and they're hot right now. Right. And here's the thing too. I still I mean like I said their bullpen's good. Uh, I just I don't know I the reason I'm picking Tampa Bay is because a I don't want to see Houston win. I, neither do I. And and I, I don't know like we didn't talk about this a whole bunch, but I don't know how you stack up against Tampa Bay's pitching. To me, right now their pitching is is pretty good. Right, Glass now and Blake Snell and Charlie Morton to are a good one two three yeah. in that in that rotation. Yeah. And as long I know I said this about Oakland, but as long as you don't have to use your bullpen too much early in the series, you could potentially save them right. and have have a good bullpen, strong rested bullpen later in the series when it's time to clinch it. You're not wrong. 
Now, Houston, obviously, is a team that does hit a bunch of home runs, kind of like the Yankees were. But, I, I mean, Carlos Correa went off in that series. So did Springer. Springer was great. Uh, Springer's in a contract here, so I feel like he's got some... He's got some... Uh, Got, well, got something some to, prove. to prove. Yeah, yeah. He wants to get that money. I know. Who knows what the free agent market's actually going to look like as far as right what kind of money is going to be handed out. So Springer's <laughs> trying to put himself in the best position for that. All right. Who's Altuve? your X factor? Oh, um, okay. So my Sorry, X factor. I interrupted you. But. My X factor for Tampa Bay, and this is who MLB Network is picking to be the potential ALCS oh, MVP. Yeah. yeah. Which was shocking to me because nobody's. Like ever really Nobody's talking about this ever guy? ever talked about him. Kevin Kiermeyer is my X factor. We all know about the platinum glove defense the guy plays in center field. Like, to me, above platinum glove. For this me, guy's fucking his, bananas. His question, I really wanted to pick Mike Brasso just because of what he did in the yeah. Yankee series. No, that makes sense. About him either. But for me, it's, it's the defense that he brings, and he's had a hot bat recently. I, I think Kevin Kiermeyer is going to be the X factor in this series for, for Tampa Bay. All right. What you got over there? I think the guy that needs to be the X factor in this series is Brandon Lau. Okay. He was, he needs to be, he was hot garbage in the Yankee series. Hot dude. He was been hot garbage this whole postseason. Like he's done nothing. He's over in the twenties in his last, yeah, however many he, games against the Yankees. He has to be the X factor. I'm not I'm not saying he's you know, like Kiermaier's on a, a different level right now. Mm-hmm. But for the team and for um for them to have a chance, he needs to pick it up. Yeah. So, and again, I think we talked about this in the last one. They have two former Padres on that team and Hunter Renfro and, and uh, their right fielder. What's the right fielder's name? Uh, oh, crap. I can't remember now. Oh, God. Here we go. Hunter Renfro for sure. Hang on. And, I'm on it. Oh, my goodness. I can't think of his Jesus. name. So while you look that up, my X Factor, if, if Houston's going to win this series for me. Houston. It is, Houston. It is George Springer for me for Houston. Okay. Um, we all know again about Carlos Correa, how hot he's been. Uh, Altuve hit a homer in the last series. Uh, Phillips is their right fielder, by the way. Uh, that's not who I'm thinking right. of. It's oh, Meadows. Uh, no. no, Meadows is good though. He's a good pick. They have two Padres. Uh, not Reyes because he was on Cleveland. They have two Padres on the team that were, that were uh, Adamas. Mm-mm. Oh God damn it! I don't either. know. I'll look it up. But anyway, Springer, again, like I said, is the X factor for me. He. He was good in the Oakland series, could have been a little bit better, but he's, again, like I just said, hitting the free agent market. He's yeah. trying to get paid. Yep. He's going to be trying to be the guy for that team, and and he's going to be my guy for Houston. Okay. Who do you think my guy is? For Houston? Yeah. Uh, if you had to guess. If it's I had not to guess, the same as you. If I had to guess your X factor for Houston. It's a position player? Yep. Alex Bregman. Yep. <laughs> yeah. He's about the only one we haven't talked about. Yes. And he is, he's been okay, but he hasn't done. Normally he's right there with Springer and Correa. It's Manuel Margot, who was thinking, yeah. that, by the way. Okay. Yep. Normally he's right there with Correa and Springer. Yeah. 
and he hasn't been. And I could only imagine that this, that's driving him fucking bananas. So he's, and he's what I like about Bregman is he's the only one. Well, not the only one because Springer's pretty good about it too. He keeps his fucking mouth shut for the most part. Yeah, like he doesn't want all of the bullshit around him. True. He just wants to play. Like Correa is definitely the spokesperson. Yeah. On. We deserve some respect and blah, 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 blah. Like, first of all, fuck you, okay? <laughs> You're a clown. You're good. But you guys, yeah. You don't deserve to be where you're at. So here's the deal for with me. And this was obviously way before we knew any of this was right. happening in the offseason in 2017. When Carlos Correa came up in 2015, he was like the prodigy. He was going to be right. the next great player that, that was coming up, right? Yep. I mean, we we'd, we'd already seen we'd already seen Trout, we'd seen Harper, we'd seen Machado. Like this guy, Carlos Correa, is gonna be the next big deal in baseball. Yeah, you yeah. hadn't heard about him a whole bunch, but right about a month, month and a half into Carlos Correa's rookie season, I started hearing things about about how Alex Bregman was actually better than Carlos Correa. So, and this was when he was agree. still. This was when he was still in the minors. Yeah. And I remember in that 2017 World Baseball Classic, when they had Alex Bregman on that team, Dude. you, you, I remember you were like, who's this guy? And you were kind of like raising an eyebrow about up at it. And yeah. I'm like, wait till you see this dude play the game. Like yeah. he with the glove is every bit as good as Carlos Correa. And then in the minor Dude. leagues, they said he was better with the glove than Correa was. Huh? They said his bat wasn't quite there, but his glove, everything. His bat's coming doing, around. Was better than Correa. Now, he was he was a little bit standoffish and a little bit yeah. more towards the I'm not talking to anybody about this right uh, cheating scandal or whatever in the off season, and yeah. that rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. But yeah, I mean, Alex Bregman is is a great player. Yep. And part and I see, I hear a lot of people say this, but I don't hear the point made a lot. The reason people are so upset myself included at the Astros more so than like, I guess they otherwise would be was because this Astros team is really, really good. Yeah. And I will admit it. They're really good. Yeah. They didn't need to be doing any of that other stuff I'm, to I'm make a them thousand percent better. I think in 2017, they probably would have done the same thing. Had they not or a similar thing. Like, yeah. They, had they not been doing what they were doing in the, right. in the 2017 season. That's why, at least to me, I'm the most upset about it because they were really good before the, any of this happened. Yeah. And they were going to be really good before any of this happened. I, I want to put it on the record because I'm still pissed off that they did that because I'm with you. They didn't need to do that. And even though I absolutely hate this team in being the Yankees, if the Yankees were to beat the Rays, I would have rooted for the Yankees. Yeah. Yeah. If, I, it, if it comes I'm going to root for the Rays, right. but I still think the Astros are going to win. But, yeah. I Like, one of, one of my coworkers went to college at LSU and played with Bregman. Right. And he was like, he is one of the most down-to-earth people you, you'll ever meet. Yeah. And I really want to get him on the podcast, too. But, um, you know, like, that's what 
that that's one thing that bothers me like with Correa you don't need to be running your mouth yeah about this stuff like you deserve nothing if anything you need to prove now that, that you can do this without without cheating yeah right you absolutely know? so yeah don't be running your mouth about how i feel like we really shut up a lot of our haters and we deserve some respect you deserve dog shit right now yeah okay if you can go out and you can beat the Dodgers again, fair and square, that's a different story. But Sorry, we got the MLB Network going on here. They're breaking down Brasso's at-bat. Now, he hit a foul ball home run two pitches before he hit the real home run. Yeah. And uh, it was foul ball a home run in the upper deck. Yeah, and I think it was on a fastball. Yeah. And they're running the tape back right now. And I'm surprised that Chapman threw – I know it was 3-2, but I'm surprised Chapman threw him another By the fastball. way, and did you see – well, I know you saw – Chapman, oh, slider. Chapman is the only. Yeah, pitcher. I sent you this. Yes, I'm gonna steal it though. <laughs> he is the only on. pitcher. I said it before anybody else posted anything about it. Yes, the only pitcher to give up a lead in uh, winner take all games back to back years. Well, that's not entirely true. He's the only. He's the only pitcher to give up series clinching Sorry. home runs. Yes, that in back to back years. Yes. Now remember, 2019 nah, it, it was to fuck that up. Yeah, in 2019 Altuve hit the walk off uh, home run, and you remember the smile the Chapman had, yep. <laughs> and then uh, he gives up the home yep. run Brasso. So you know one thing they're going to talk about right here too, and uh, for the listeners, if you guys haven't watched the breakdown of this at bat, watch it because the biggest mistake that Chapman made, the ninth pitch and the tenth pitch were mm-hmm. the same pitch. Yep, but the ninth pitch. Uh, he was on. He fouled yeah. it off, but he fouled it off hard. Like it was straight back. But it was it? straight back, but he was on it. He was yeah. just under it. Straight back. Yeah. He was just under it. And then you come back and you throw the same pitch, same location, everything. I'm pretty sure he missed. And that's one of my issues with Chapman. Yeah. And I feel like he gets too much credit for what he does. Because, yeah, he can throw hard, but 90% of the time he can't locate worth a shit. I think, and I'm, I'm you know, armchair quarterbacking it here, but I think if he throws a 3-2 slider in that spot right below the zone on the inside corner. He's swinging out of his shoes. He's oh, not he's missing it. it. Yeah. yeah. No, he's swinging out of his shoes, but he's not going to touch it. Yeah, and they're probably still playing today. They're like, <laughs> dude. So that's... Yeah, that was it. So you have Houston and Tampa Bay in a rematch, or Houston and, and New York. Oh, my goodness. Houston, Houston and L.A. And L.A. Mm-hmm. in a rematch of the Again. 2017 World Series. Round three, right? No. I thought it was. No. 2018 was Red Sox. 2019 was Nationals, National. Dodgers. So you have 17. the 2017 rematch. Yeah. I have two teams that haven't been in the, in the World Series in a very long time in Tampa Bay. Wait, what was 16? 16 was Cubs and... Uh, That's right. Jesus Christ. Yeah, 16 was Cubs and Indians. Yep. Uh, I have uh, Atlanta, who have not been in the World Series since 1995. Yep. In their last championship year when they beat the Yankees in 95. And I have Tampa Bay, who I mentioned before, hasn't been to the World Series since 2008 and lost to the Phillies. And that dominant pitching staff with Roy Halladay and Cliff Lee. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That team was so fun to watch. I feel like... Any of the four options we have for this World Series is going to be great. Yeah. 
We're, we're complete opposites, though. On this. we are, but I mean, I I think we're in for a treat. Like to me, this season has turned into something I never would have thought it would have. And to kind of revisit the question we had when the season started, and I don't know if we talked about this since, but I'm gonna no matter who wins this postseason, this World Series, I'm gonna count it as a legitimate championship. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um I wasn't so sure I was gonna be on that bandwagon, but the more that I think about it, like I said before, everybody's playing the same at this point, there's the Cardinals aren't in it. Right. Everybody in this has played through the same amount of games. They've had to go through the same format. Yeah, it'll be quote unquote have an asterisk, whatever you want to say. You could you could even, you know, a few years down the road call this, and I'm sure it will be called this no matter what, but call it the COVID season. But and I think from the outside looking in, a lot of quote unquote, like not to be rude, but a lot of quote unquote uneducated fans right. are gonna say, you know, they're gonna say there's no way that was legit. But you really break it down and what these guys had to go through. Yeah. Like think about it. it the postseason is two seven game series, so that uh, potentially. So that's fourteen games. Sixty games in sixty six days. Yeah. So the the postseason, fourteen games for the two game seven game series. Yep. Obviously, most didn't play the fifth game, but then there's another five games for 19 games and then three. Right. So it's 22 potential postseason games. So you could you have to win, was that two, five, nine? You have to win 13 games in a stretch of about, you know, because you got the two four game yep. series, no, that's right. eight, yeah. and then the three and the five, and then two for the wild card series. In the span of when did this postseason start? It started on, oh my goodness, it started the last day of the season was the 27th. Yeah. So it started on the 29th or October. And there's one day in between each series. Yeah. So you're playing potentially a ton of games in a really short amount of time, more so than you were playing in the regular season. Yeah. And so, yeah, like I said before, I mean, I think this is, this would be a legitimate championship to me. And hopefully in 21, we can get this sorted out and we can play 162 again. Yeah. I think this is going to change some stuff for baseball too. Yeah. We can get to that after the World Series. Yeah. We can we can kind of hypothesize Our about sign off the rule changes episode, and stuff. Yeah. So again, like I said, we have two episodes left for sure. One more at the end of the championship series, one more at the end of the World Series, and we might throw a bonus one in there if we have some free time during the World Series. I definitely think we should. I would like to I would like to maybe do one on each off day, but we'll kind of see how that goes yeah. with work scheduling and whatnot. But yeah, this is gonna be this is gonna be fun. We're in for a treat next week. Man. You know, this like I said, the the American League starts uh, tomorrow, tomorrow on Sunday, and the National League starts on Monday, and that is gonna be on Fox. So everybody gets to hear Joe Buck. Yay! <laughs> I do want to say this though. I don't know if this is gonna be the case for every series, but I was listening actually I, I, on my lunch break. I was watching the one of the series. I think it was the Brave series. Um, Fox Sports 1 FS1 who was broadcasting that game yeah actually I don't know if you heard this or if anybody else really knows this okay they actually had their announcers at the ballpark oh yeah oh we didn't even talk about fans now we finally have fans yes so but I want to say this too so the announcers were at the ballpark for that division series with Atlanta yeah I'm curious now whether or not they will have the announcers live on site for these next two series as well. American League, I doubt it. I would imagine that the World Series will, like Joe Buck, oh, 100%. Guys, will be in the ballpark yeah. for that one. But I, 
I was just assuming they were calling it from the broadcast booth. And then they happened to mention on a thing that like, this was the first time they'd been at the ballpark all season. And I'm like, interesting. Like I didn't know that. Yeah. So, but yes, fans, I have it on my rundown here. Fans are going to be at the national league championship series, which again, starts on Monday night. And there are tickets available in the lower bowl, which I did not think was going to happen. Yeah. And they're not bad. Like ticket prices aren't as bad as I thought. Yeah. I have it. Lower bowl tickets. You could get for 450 bucks. Yeah, and the lowest ticket you told me was around eighty dollars. Yep, and that was probably for the that's upper deck. way upper deck, but still, like, yeah, you I, can tell they're trying to just generate money. Yeah, and uh, like I said, eleven thousand fans uh, will be allowed in. Did you happen to see how many bleacher tickets were for sale? I didn't. Oh, because like I said, I know that they were going to sell the suites, so yeah. that was going to be included in the eleven thousand people that were allowed. Yeah, in. I I didn't totally look into it i just kind of skimmed through yeah um i was definitely caught off guard with um you know where they still had tickets and and the the price points and everything but i think it's good i i think it'll really lead to more uh more interesting series okay so now um before we before we sign off here, I got one last question for you. L.A. versus Houston, who wins how many games? L.A., six. L.A. and six. I have Tampa and Atlanta. I'm going Tampa and six as well. Right. So both of us are picking teams, in, at least for me, Tampa, that's never won, but they've only been in We're flipping leagues, by the way. You're the National League guy. I know. <laughs> and I'm on the National League train right now. <laughs> yeah, so I'm taking Tampa, who's never won. Again, they've only been in the league since 98. And you're taking L.A., who hasn't won since 98. And I've, 88, sorry, 88. I've switched, like, well, not on L.A., like, but I think even if I'm wrong and Atlanta wins and they make it in, I think Atlanta will win. I feel okay. like the National League, if anything, the, the DH every day, no matter what, has made those, they've elevated those teams that much more. Because yeah. they've built those teams around not having the opportunity. Right. So then they just have a free So they bat. just have a, yeah, they have a free bat where there's like, fuck, I'll, okay, I guess I'll just throw this guy in. Like, yeah. And they produce for the most part. So I, I think either way, it'll either be the Dodgers or the Braves that win. But ultimately, I, I think this is the Dodgers' time. And I, I think everybody there knows it. Yeah. So you think the Dodgers for probably what one or two more years are going to be running the West, and then the Nat and then the Dodgers are going to kind of go to second, and the Padres no, are going to. No, I think next year. I think next year the Padres can take the division. Okay, bold predictions. Yep. I mean, I, I don't think you're wrong, but think of it this way too: next year LA is getting David Price back, which isn't like the. It's not like getting a. It's not like getting an ace, but it's another arm. Yeah. A solid arm. I, I I get it. But they're getting him back next year. And again, like I said, Marcus Stroman is a, a free agent pitcher. I wouldn't be surprised if they fucking signed him. I mean, or, I mean, I heard San Francisco is real nice. I'd take Marcus <laughs> Stroman. I'd take Marcus Stroman in a heartbeat. But, uh, yeah, so anyway, that is that is episode 21 for this uh, particular Thank you night. guys for tuning yeah. in. Thanks again to everybody who watched us on Facebook Live. That was kind of fun. Yeah. I know it was my ugly mug over here just staring over here at Aaron, so I'm not half looking at the camera. But Maybe but, next time he'll flip it around to me. 
or or next Much time we'll figure looking. out a way to to live stream it to where we both can be on it. Or we'll sit next to each other and yeah, one of the, the two. Laptop. One of the two. So, but yeah, thanks again, everybody, for listening. Thanks for the Facebook Live stuff, and we'll talk to you guys after this series is over. Yep. Have a good week. I guys, see you later.